All right, welcome back. Siyata Deshmaya, we're starting now habit number three. Uh, very, very, very important, very practical habit. Be'ez HaShem that we're going to be starting now. Um, this is more like a management habit. A very, very important idea to understand and put into practice many of the things that we've been learning. Uh, Stephen Covey calls this practice putting first things first. That's what he calls the third habit of the this, of this seven habits, putting first things first. So it's basically implementing much of that we have learned until now and making it very practical, making it very real. So we'll try to get to some real practical ideas, which are very, very important. To, uh, again, today's share has kindly been sponsored with Shalem Eli Sheva Bas Sora, an anonymous someone for his children to grow up to be B'nai Torah, Ovde Hashem, and Yerushalayim. Okay, so last week we said, and I want to reiterate this point because it's very, very important, that the order of the seven habits are extremely, extremely important. The order of the habits are important because this habit that we're discussing now can only really be effective if the previous two were already implemented in our lives. I'm assuming that since we do this once a week, that most of you have been thinking throughout the week how we can implement this and you know, many, many of the times that things that come up in our lives how this can actually you know, improve our lives and how our reactions could be different and, and how goals could be different and everything else, which is, after all, very, very important because that's what the idea of a habit is. What is a habit? Habit is something that you've done so many times that eventually you don't have to think about it. Right? When a person has a habit of biting his nails, he doesn't make a conscious decision, okay, I'm now going to bite my nails. He just does it out of habit. Why? Because it's something you do the whole time. So we want this to become a habit because this should be something that maybe in the beginning you have to think about a lot, but eventually it should become part of your life and uh, part of your thought process. So, just to go over very importantly, the first habit was we choose our responses. Habit number two was it's not enough just to have a very good ladder, but you need to be on the correct wall, which basically means goals, right? It's not enough just to have a good builder, you also need a good map. You need good goals, you need good she'ifas, right? You're going in the right direction. That was number two. What we're going to discuss today, and it's probably one of the biggest yesodas, especially in Yiddishkeit, there's no question about it. Today's habit is something that we've spoken in yeshiva many, many times about, and something that we will constantly speak about, because it's one of the most important things that we can do to utilize our lives as we were given by the Rabboni Shalom. Time management. How do we become productive with our time? How do we utilize our time? And how eventually, obviously, do we reach our goals? So I want to give you a marshal that many, many of you may have heard, but it's a marshal that I've pretty much said almost every single time I interview a boy for yeshiva, I give him this marshal. And I think it's an important marshal. The marshal is like this. I say, imagine if you're walking in the street and your friend of yours is going into the car, and the car's like packed up to the brim. There's no space, barely to move, right? And you say to him, oh, you're going on a trip? Where are you going? I'm going to Miami. Wow, you're in New York, right? It's like a 13, 14 hour drive to Miami. Like, that's incredible. Wow, more than that? 20? Oh, really? It's a 20 hour drive to Miami. Beautiful. Wow. So he said, that's amazing. Why are you going? Oh, I have a very important bar mitzvah. A nephew of mine, I'm so close to him. I need to be by this mitzvah, by this bar mitzvah. I have to go. It's very important. Okay, beautiful. How are you getting there? I mean, obviously in a car, but like, how, how are you going? I don't know. I'm just going to drive. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll just get there. You can't just do that. You can't do a 20-hour drive to Miami from New York just by driving. Yes, you have a car, and yes, you have a destination, and your goal may be a beautiful goal, 
But if you don't know what's going to reach you to that goal, if you don't know the practical steps, how to take you to that goal, you can have the best goal in the world, but you're never going to get to that goal. And that's what I say, I govern in parentheses and inverted commas. I always say you can have a beautiful goal, what you want to do in yeshiva, right? The common words are, I want to grow. I don't know what that means, but everybody wants to grow. Everyone has beautiful goals. Okay, great goals. How are you getting there? Which yeshiva is going to take you to that goal? It's a very important idea. We have many goals in our lives. And by the way, many of us in future will have wonderful goals. We want to have great marriages. We want to have great relationships with our children. We want to make a lot of money. We've got many great goals. Okay, what are you doing, Lemaisa, to get you to those goals? That is, in a nutshell, today's habit. And that's why it's such an important idea to implement in our lives. And I want to be very, very clear. Often people get it mixed up and they think that habit two and habit three are basically the same idea. And I want to show you that's not the case, right? They're, they're really not the case. Habit two is almost like an imagination. You're looking into the future. You're seeing the goal, right? In a, in a, in a, not in a physical way you can't see it, but in, a, in, a, in a, an emotional way, right? In an imaginary way, you're looking at the goal. What, what should my goal of my life be? This is totally the opposite. This habit today is the ability to focus on detail, to be practical, to focus on the now. How is today going? What am I doing today that will eventually get me to my goal? Of course, now, habit number two is to have the goal because if you're going somewhere, where are you going? That's why you have to have the order. The order Stephen Covey put them in is number two and then number three. First, have the goal. Understand what's the direction. Which train are you going on, as we said last time? But once you know the direction, what are the practical steps to get you there? And if you don't have today's habit good, then you're never going to get to number two. Okay, so there's an order to everything. It's um, almost like we mentioned last week, you know, you could have the most incredible leader, great professional director, the goal is there. The mission statement for the company is being set up. It's wonderful, but if it's not being managed properly, then practically speaking, it's just not going to work. So you can have the greatest goals, you can have the greatest ideas, but if you don't know practically how to get to there, you're never going to get anywhere in life. Okay, and for sure not going to get to your goals. Um, this is true in a business setting. If any of you ever think of going into business, this is very true. You need a mission statement, as we said last time. You need a goal. But then you need management of how to actually get there. Very practical. It's also true in our own lives as well. We could be great at um, time management, but we have no direction. So you need both of them. What brings number two and number three together, and they're both important, is habit number one. I'm in charge. I make my decisions. I make my reactions, I decide on how to do things. So ultimately now, now we've done a few habits, you can really see the beauty of how each habit in its right order at the right time and implemented correctly can be incredible. So number two and number three habits are very, very different, but both very, very crucial. Okay. Time management, as we're going to discuss today, is something that has been discussed for years, it's a very popular subject. Time management, it's discussed in the Goyesha world, discussed in the Yiddish world. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, with technology that we have nowadays, you would have thought that time management would be so much easier. Because in seconds, you can send documents to people. In moments, you can discuss things with people on the other side of the world. There, there are pictures that you can take, that you can see what's going on. You have your company in Japan or in Hong Kong with your warehouse over there. Beautiful. You get pictures within seconds of what's going on, deciding in a moment, yes, no, continue, not continue. So theoretically, with technology that we have, 
Everything should be very, very efficient. Everything should be simple. And it should have made our lives easier. We know that's not the case, unfortunately. And we know that it's only made our lives much more complicated. How many people work in companies that they are expected to be working out of hours? They're expected to be working well into the night because you have a phone. You have a computer. There's ways of figuring things out. You don't have to be in the office anymore. And it's made things very, very inconvenient. And therefore, time efficiency is something very, very real, very important, not only to a business person, but even to a yeshiva bacha, even to a housewife. Anyone that deals with anything, a bacha in yeshiva needs to know, how do I utilize my time? I'm here for a certain amount of time, a few weeks left to the end of this month. What am I going to do to use and utilize my time in the best and most efficient way to reach my goal? A housewife needs to cook, needs to clean, do the laundry, various things before her husband comes home, before the kids come home from school. How do we efficiently use our time? This is the most incredibly important idea to remember in all walks of life. Interestingly enough, it seems to be the first mitzvah in the Torah. What is the very first mitzvah in the Torah? which is basically the idea of making a luach, making a calendar. It's all about time. Everything has its place. Yomim tovim, shabosim, everything has its place in the Jewish calendar. Time efficiency. It's all about everything being set up, scheduled, and in the correct thing. And that is basically what the first mitzvah in the Torah is. That means and tells us how choshev and how important this idea is. By Avram Avinu, the Torah tells us, Varvon bo bayomim. He came with his days. That's how we literally translate it. Varvon bo bayomim. He came with his days. What does that mean? What does it mean, Varvon came with his days? What does that mean? So the answer is a person can be very, very old, but he has nothing to show for his age. Avram Avinu happened to be old, but he wasn't just old. Bo bayomim. He came with his days. You know, when you wish someone long life, Right? You want to wish someone, uh, you know, after a yacht site or if they lost a loved one or something similar to that. What do you wish them? You wish them a long life, right? You wish them a long life. That's what you wish someone. Where does that come from? Where does it come from? You wish someone a long life. So it comes from a Hebrew saying, which is Arichas Yomim. Now that's translated as, again, we translate it as have a long life, but it's Arichas Yomim. That means long days, right? In other words, what we're saying is utilize the days. Utilize what you have. We said famously there are more. Right, who is basically the Ashkenazi Psak of all Klalisol of Ashkenazim, only lived for 33 years and in that small amount of time wrote 33 Svarim. Some of which are, you know, classic Svarim that every single house has and uses and goes by because he used his days. So there's no question that the idea of uh, time uh, consumption and efficiency is a very, very important and a very Jewish idea. I want to move on to some very practical things. You're going to have to listen very, very carefully. And you have to absorb this because it, it, we're going to go backwards and forwards, but this is a very crucial idea. So listen carefully, and if you have time to go through Stephen Covey's third habit inside the book, it could be even more beneficial. But I want to tell you what he does. Stephen Covey basically splits up all of our time into two categories. What are the two categories of time that he splits them up into? Number one, importance. And number two, urgency. Those are the two categories that Stephen Covey fits in our lives. Number one, importance. And number two, urgency. Let's define. Important is defined as something that we value. Something that we value is important to us. It's many of the things that basically that we mentioned or we might have thought about in habit number two. The goals that we have, these are important things. These for us are important. Whether it's our Yiddishkeit, whether it's our relationships, whether, whatever it is, it's things that are important to us. Generally, fall into category number two, the habit number two. 
What's urgency? Urgency can be things that are not important. For example, the phone is ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Doesn't mean it's important. Right, Stephen Covey brings this example. Doesn't mean it's important. It just it's, you have to answer right now. Many people, I don't know, kids have this thing. No, no, the phone's ringing. You, you just you just have to answer it. It's nothing important, but I just have to answer. It's urgent. It's now. It may take. It needs my attention right now. A bill needs to be paid right now, or you're going to get a fine. Something similar to that. It's urgent. Is it the most important thing in the world? No. Paying electricity may not be the most important thing in the world, but it's very urgent because if not, they're going to cut you off. So these are important. These are urgent things. Now. Let's go a stage further now. Stephen Covey now splits everything we've said into four quadrants. Okay? I'm going to mention the four, and then we're going to go into them. Quadrant number one is things that are urgent and important. Quadrant number two are things that are not urgent, but important. Quadrant number three, things that are urgent, but not important. And quadrant number four, things that are not important, and not urgent. Is everybody with me? Okay? Again, let's go very quickly and then explain them one by one. Quadrant number one, things that are urgent and important. Quadrant number two, not urgent, but yes, important. Quadrant number three, urgent, but not important. Quadrant number four, not important and not urgent. Let's go through the one by one and you'll see how many of the things that we do in our regular day fall into one, or sometimes two, of these quadrants. Let's go to number one. Urgent and important. The most, the, the number one on the list, the, the first quadrant that Stephen Covey explains, urgent and important. Basically, responding to a crisis, right? Something that has to be done right now, or I just won't be able to survive, right? You're at work. There's a major problem. You've got to speak to the boss now. If I don't speak to the boss right now, the production line has started. Who knows what's going to happen? It's urgent, and it's very, very important for my business, right? Very important. There's a problem with the relationship, whether it's a problem with a spouse, whether it's a problem with a child. There's a major problem, a crisis has come up. It's urgent for now. It cannot wait. It's also very important, right? It needs to be taken care of. You forgot to buy your wife a birthday card. Urgent and important. Right now, it's got to be done now. You forgot to buy matzah and it's Erev Pesach. It's Erev Pesach, you haven't got matzah. It's both urgent, it can be done right now, and it's also very, very important. So that is quadrant number one. Quadrant number two. Quadrant number two is non-urgent, but important. These are the things, by the way, that get us to our goals, but they don't have to be done right now. They're not not urgent for now. They're important, but not done this minute. For example, the time that we spend with our children, the time that we spend with our spouses. Does it need to be done right now? No. Is it important? Absolutely. But it's not urgent for now, but it's very, very important. Exercise. Exercise is very important. It's very important. Does it need to be done right now? No. But it's very important. Whatever your value is, whatever is important to you, that is something, generally, like I said, it's a part of habit too. These are the things that fit into quadrant two. They're not urgent, but they are important. Quadrant three, urgent, but not important, right? These are like annoying things. Generally, they're important to somebody else, but not to me. I'll give you an example. Let's say you took a package from, you know, you went, you went to America, somebody asked you to do me a favor, you could take a package. Me, sure, I'll take the package, no problem. So you bring the package, it's in your suitcase, and you get phone call after phone call after phone call from the person that belongs to the package, too, and he's like, can I have my package? And he's driving you crazy. He's, dri- he's driving, I, I, it's so important, I need it right now. If I don't have it right now, who knows what's going to happen? It's, it's quite urgent. Is it important? No, it's not important to me at all. It's urgent to somebody else. Or it's important to somebody else, but it's not even important to me, right? So therefore, these things are urgent, they need to be done now, but they're not important. And the fourth quadrant is not important and not urgent. 
What fits into that category? Going on the internet. So, browsing around to see what's going on. Is it important? No. Is it urgent? Definitely not. Stop wasting time schmoozing, going on TV. Stop things that have no meaning to them. They're not more important, and they have no urgency whatsoever. If I were to ask you, out of these four quadrants, which one, if, if you're still holding in the cheshbon, which one is the most important quadrant? Which one would you say? The first one. We've got a few mixed reactions over here. The last one? <laughs> you come back next week. Um, so basically like this. Very, it's a, it's, it, all of you have got good, good suggestions, but I definitely think that the most important one is number two. At the end of the day, things that are important to us, we're just not doing them. Then the quadrant number two is because there's no crisis. And if you think about it, all of us have roles in our lives. We could be a child, we could be a parent, we could be a spouse, we could be employer, employee, we could be a friend, whatever it may be. There are many things that we all have to take care of. Every single one of us on our levels have things that we have to take care of. Some are more urgent, some are less important, whatever it may be. We just generally don't get them done. Because if we would get them done, you know, it would fit into another category of number one. So they're not urgent, but they are important. The problem is that quadrant number two If you go through your lives and go through your schedule, quadrant number two gets the least attention and it should get the most because these are important things, but they're just not urgent. I'll give you an example. I'll try to make this as practical as I can. Eating healthily. I've been meaning to get to this for so long. I know I need to eat healthily. I know I have to be more, you know, all the garbage and all the junk food and everything else. For years I've been trying. Why don't I? Why, Why am I actually not done? If it's so important, why am I not doing it? Because there's no crisis. Because I'm healthy. And Baruch Hashem, nothing has happened. If Chas Vashonin, something happens to someone, boom, the next day, he's eating healthy. Because it went into category number one. It went to quadrant number one. Because all of a sudden, he didn't get to it, but it's in quadrant two. It's important, not urgent, so it's in quadrant two. What does he get to? Quadrant one. Because that's urgent right now. Self-growth. All of us know that we need more. So all of us know that we have to become better people. All of us know that we have to work on ourselves. So why are we not doing it? Why have we not got to it? It's important. Every single one of us know it's important. It's in quadrant two, right? But it's not urgent. No shock came to our system. And therefore, it's in quadrant two. The things that are so important to our goals in our lives, it's habit number two. It's where our whole life is leading. Everything is in quadrant two. But unless something comes up, they usually get ignored. Rabbi Sai, the formula of success is the following. The more we attend to quadrant two, the smaller quadrant one becomes. The less we attend to quadrant two, the bigger quadrant one becomes. In other words, if you don't spend time developing a relationship with your children or your wife, then all of a sudden, boom, one day there'll be a crisis and you're going to have to work on it big time. It's going to fit into quadrant one. It was in quadrant two all the time. It was important to you. You didn't get to it because there was no crisis. So therefore, you have to be so careful, right? You didn't invest enough time in developing your marriage, in developing the business idea, whatever it is, and boom, all of a sudden, crisis. Quadrant one. The more you spend on quadrant two, the smaller quadrant one gets. The less you spend on quadrant two, the bigger quadrant one, which means your whole lives, you're running in quadrant 
to one. You're busy fixing crisis. As opposed to quadrant two, which many of you even realized on your own is the most important quadrant because it's everything we have in life. It's the most important thing that we have to remember. The question is, how? How are we meant to do this? So Stephen Gobi has got a tremendous amount of different ideas. I want to share with you a few of them. One of the things he says is, you cannot steal things from quadrant one. I, w- I want to f- focus on quadrant two. So what do I do? Can I steal things from quadrant one? I can't. Why? Because quadrant one are very, very urgent. That it's a crisis. I- I've got to deal with it. Very, very urgent. So the trick is to focus. And this is going to take a lot of thought. Because right now I'm talking quadrant one, quadrant two. You're going to have to think and the things in your life, what they fit into. And go over what we said and how many things in our life fit into one of these categories. I need to enlarge quadrant two. I need to steal time from quadrant three and quadrant four. That's the formula. I need to steal time from quadrant three and quadrant four. For example, look at the time in your day that you spend on quadrant four. How much time are you doing things that have absolutely no purpose, no importance, and no urgency whatsoever? But you do them anyway. And sometimes you spend a lot of time on that. You're looking things up on the internet that have absolutely no purpose. You don't need to look them up. You're stum looking them up. You need to know the news. You don't need to know the news. That's quadrant four. The more time you spend on quadrant four, the harder it's going to be to be able to focus on quadrant two. So what are you going to have to do? Is you're going to have to look at the other quadrants and look at that. Um, okay, now, one of the very effective tools that Stephen Covey discusses is discipline. Discipline, right? And he splits them into two things. Number one, learn to say no, right? Ezer Gibor, Kovishas Yitzray. said that last time, right? Which means, says the Mishnah in Perkyovis, every person who's strong, who's mighty, is able to say no. And we have to learn to say no. That's what we're put into this world to do. It's all about choosing between good and bad. We have bechima, we have free will, we have free choice. So therefore, if your Yetzirah, if your, if your you know, inclination says, do this, and you know it's quadrant four, which has absolutely no urgency and no importance, be disciplined and learn to say no. If you learn to say no, then all of a sudden your quadrant four becomes a lot smaller, and then you'll be okay. But if you don't learn to say no, then what's going to happen is that you're going to neglect things and quadrant one is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and you're not focusing on quadrant two, which after all is your main life goals and everything. I'll tell you what Stephen Covey writes on a quote. He says, it's difficult. He says, in order to do this, you have to have habit two down very, very well. And he writes, it's almost impossible to say no to the popularity of quadrant three and the pleasure of quadrant four if you don't have a bigger yes burning inside. Which means you have to really know your goals, you have to really know what you're looking towards, to work on habit two, and then you'll be able to be able to do this. That's number one. Number two, another very effective tool is uh, a disease that many of us unfortunately have. A very, very big disease. Procrastination. We procrastinate, yeah, we'll do it later, we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it another time. You know, plenty of time for that. That's a huge problem. The Yisraelis, we know, the Messiah Shosham tells us many times, Zvizas. Zvizas is Mizoriz. Do something. You have an opportunity. The Gemara tells us you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah. You do it now. You don't let it go stale. You just do it. Why? Because it's a very bad disease to keep things until another time. And that's often what we do with quadrant number two. Yeah, yeah, it's important, but we'll do it another time. We'll do it later. And because of that, once again, quadrant one gets bigger and bigger, and we spend most of our lives just figuring out crisis control. I want to share with you, and with this we'll pretty much end today's habit, 
is a very important concept that will help us. And then it's called living in the moment. A lot of people do not live in the moment. And it's a very important idea to implement into your lives. And that's called living in the moment. We lived very rushed lives. You know, even while we're doing something, we're not even there. We're somewhere else. We're in the middle of doing five other things at the same time because we're busy. And rightly so, Baruch Hashem, we've, we've, got, we've got lives, we've got families, we've got businesses, we've got juggling a million things at the same time. It's not easy. But the problem is we never live the moment. We never live where we are and we don't accomplish what we need to accomplish and we don't feel accomplished either. They say that the Rashba, the Rashba as we know, one of the biggest Rishonim that we have, he lived in Barcelona, so he had an incredible schedule, incredible schedule, of tefillah and everything. But they say, they bring down that he used to have every single day a walk for half an hour. And during that walk, there was nothing else that existed. He was, he was living that walk. Whatever he was doing, he needed that space, he needed the time, he needed the privacy, whatever it was, whatever reason he did, he lived it. He wasn't busy somewhere else, doing something else, thinking about something else. He was there. People live for the moment, but don't live in the moment. That's the problem. Tell you, Mordechai Maisa, that Abba Rebbe told over a story about his father-in-law. His father-in-law, who was the Rebbe at the time, and Abba Rebbe was much younger, so he uh, had to once go, his father-in-law had to go on a very, very, very important meeting to Russia to meet with some of the top government officials, a very important mission for Klal Yisrael, a very important mission for all the Jewish people. It was very, very important to do that, and a lot depended on this trip. There was one particular train that he had to go and get. If he missed that train, it would delay everything. It wouldn't be good. He had to get the train. He had to be in the meeting. It was crucial. So the Baba Trevor talks about the idea that he walked into his father-in-law's study a half an hour before his father-in-law had to leave to this train. A very important meeting. A lot of clients were waiting for this. And he said that he saw his father-in-law immersed in a safer as if it was a Wednesday afternoon. As if not a care in the world. I'm in the middle of learning. And, and he was shocked. He was shocked. Yeah, yeah, going to a busy meeting, uh, thinking this, that, talking, whatever. Learning a safer as if, as if nothing happened. So he said that he just couldn't control himself. He just couldn't control himself. He said to his father-in-law, he said, I know you've taught us about self-control, but to such an extent that half an hour before you're, you're leaving on such an important mission, you're as calm as can be, learning from a safer as if nothing else exists in the world. What's pshat? Listen to the answer his father-in-law gave. It's a lesson for life. He said as follows. He said, we cannot make our days longer or add additional hours to our nights, but we can maximize our usage of time by regarding each segment of time as a world of its own. When we devote a portion of time, whether it's a day, an hour, or even a minute, to a certain task, we must be invested in what we are doing as if there exists nothing else in the world. Now that's a very high concept. I'm not saying we're holding there. But the idea is something we can relate to. People are so worried about what will be then without thinking about now, about what's happening right now. And by the way, it's a very Jewish concept. The Chavetz Chaim famously says, by the words that we say when you make a siyim, onu amelim v'heim amelim. Right? We're omel in Torah and the goyim are omel in their work. They're also busy with their work. What's the difference? And the Chavetz Chaim explains that a carpenter a shoemaker will only get paid for a finished product. By us, it doesn't mean that. 
when we sit and learn, when we try, when we come close to Hashem, when we delve, and even if we don't have a finished product, the journey is as important as the destination. And we often are busy with the destination, but we're not busy with the journey. And that is what this habit is. It's to, con- it's to concentrate on the now. When you live in the now, you realize you're not going to push anything off. You're going to deal with what needs to be done, what's important for now, what you value, and what habit two told you all about. Okay, Rabbi, so this is the final habit the last one in independence. If you remember back to the beginning, we said there's independence and it moves on to interdependence. And we said that the seven habits are split up. And the first three, which we just finished, are the first three habits that work on our, ourselves from the inside, which we've spoken about today, management of ourselves. Now we have to graduate and move on to interdependence, which basically means we don't live in a bubble, we don't live by ourselves. It's all beautiful to work on ourselves, which is what we do in the last three weeks. But now we have to take that and translate that work into something of working with others and use what we've talked about and use what we've worked in our relationship with other people, whether it's our spouses, our children, our roommates, our friends, our co-workers, whatever it can be. The next three habits, we're taking the first three habits and using them to the various relationships that we have. And Mitzvah Shem, join us next week.